How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Martini Cast. My name is Ian Martini, and you could be doing anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to the beautiful sound of my voice coming through your speakers and or headphones right now. It is after the holidays. We took a, well, I took a brief hiatus last week uh, from this, but I am back, and uh, better than ever, the website's coming along. It'll probably be done by the next podcast that we do. But today, I would like to welcome on Ben Kuntz, my good friend. Hey, what's going on? And the guy who, uh, you know, oh, guy. played that intro music that I used last time. Oh, and this time. That's right. It's oh, right. oh I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what, what did you use again? <laughs> I completely I used, forgot. I used one of those like random riffs after I told you I was going to use it for this podcast. Oh. And you're like... Oh, that's so cool. And then you just started playing like some heavy metal stuff and then we saw him in the demons. It was weird. Oh right. Yeah, Yeah. that that whole thing. Um but today, you know, it's after the holidays and you know I I was gonna do a holiday episode, but you had such a great story about uh (laughs) terrible first dates that I thought we should just kick it off from there. So uh, tell us about the worst first date you so, ever had. All right. Do you want like the con? No. Okay. So the f- the the worst. This is the worst date that I've ever played a part in planning. Oh um, God. Go on. So uh, I had been kind of on and off, like not officially dating this girl for a couple months, and we finally decided that you know, all right, we're gonna go out. We're gonna make this a thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We tried to go to the movies. Uh, the movie we wanted to see was sold out. Uh, we ended up getting dinner at like a really bad Red Robin somewhere, and I was like, "All right, we need to make this. Like, I need, I need to, I need to do something special." How how old were you when you were going on this date? Um, so, you know, Red Robin's 20... the place of all ages. Oh, oh yeah, uh, probably twenty two. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we uh we we leave the Red Robin, and I remember that earlier in the semester I had been to a overlook of New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, beautiful vista of the city, and there's a walkway and a park and everything. And so I was like, "All right, yeah, that's it. Like that's primo spot for." So this is this is where you decide in this major plan you had in your head that you oh were take oh yeah right? okay. And I had it all planned out, so I thought. Um, so we go, and it was it was it was far. Like we drove we drove an hour from where we were, an hour probably ten minutes to get to this place. So there were there were many points at which. I could have remembered what was actually uh, what was awaiting us and could have could have come up with anything. And I didn't. What was uh, awaiting you? Oh, oh no. So, so we get to the park and we uh, we get out to walk, walk around. And uh, right at the edge of kind of like the cliff, there's this beautiful granite walkway. Okay. It's very ornate stone, very expensive looking. Like if you know anything about, if you know anything about stone, then yeah, you you I know mean, that this is like a really legitimate high price. I don't, I don't, I don't know how many stonemasons listen to but your they, show. Whatever, yeah. you know, you, one day maybe. <laughs> yeah, I Go mean, on. yeah. Um, so we're walking along, and I'm looking at it, and it's just kind of like, oh man, like there's. I, I remember thinking there's something kind of up about it, and we keep walking, and eventually we come to this sort of clearing of sorts. And in the clearing, you know, with the trees around and everything, uh, there's a pedestal in the middle of it. And on the pedestal is a twisted, burnt hunk of, of structural steel from a building. Oh, no, please don't tell me this <laughs> is. And so on the front of that little, the little podium that it's sitting on is the plaque that says, this taken from the World Trade Center in memoriam of those who died on uh, 
September nine or so, September eleventh, two thousand and one. You, you took this girl that you finally decided to take on a date. You accidentally took her to a nine eleven memorial site. Yes, that I knew was there. That's the best part. Is it wasn't even, uh, you know, after she saw it, and she's like, "Oh, is that about nine eleven?" I I couldn't even be like, "Oh, I didn't know that was here." I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about it." Um. Um. So what happened after that like what, what do you do after you get it, to the climax of this thing it's like oh this is this is a 9-11 it, it actually it it nothing like she she took it like a champ she didn't even like let it rattle her which is props to her because i would have i would have looked at me and just been like this guy's a moron uh we actually you, you know i mean we, we ended up dating after that oh yeah, yeah. i talked i remember talking to her about it later and just being like yeah sorry that our first date was to a 9-11 memorial and her answer was always just kind of, yeah. 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 Well, that's. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I, just, I don't even know what I'm terrible at planning anything. <laughs> Some of us who may be listening might know that already. Right <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. Are they out there? I don't know. They could be out there. Depends on who you're friends with. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh so yeah, um, I've actually been to. I, di- I didn't take a date here, but I've been to the 9/11 Museum, which is actually a very well put together. Oh yeah, museum over on the New York side. Yes. Um, I'm not gonna tell the story I was going to because I don't think it's inappropriate, or I don't think it's appropriate. It's appropriate. <laughs> I don't, I don't, say, I don't it's think it's appropriate. Then we should be telling it. Then we then we should be telling it. Um, but yeah. So since I have Ben on here, I might as well just talk about how how Ben and I know each other. This is this is a little weird because. After I had broken up with my Uh. (laughs) ex-girlfriend, her and I uh, continued to still hang out a little bit after we we broke up. And by sheer chance, Ben and I somehow became friends on our own on the outside of this because we kept meeting up in in, in the lobby we had in college. But then I just happened to go over to her place one day and I looked and there's Ben. I'm like, you? you? (laughs) What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah, that was. <laughs> and, and the worst part of the whole thing is just hearing after after I she would always talk about her ex and tell all these stories and say all these things, and I just remember being like, "Oh man, this guy, I don't know," and then realizing and being like, "Oh, oh, it's it's Ian." Oh. <laughs> Oh wait, so I'm, I'm assuming she portrayed me as some kind of asshole. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go for. I I don't. You don't oh. have to. Be, you don't have to be. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not gonna I, force I, that I, out of you. No, 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 no. That's not fair. That's not fair. No, uh, it's just, it's just funny. And then I remember. I think you were over there one time, and uh, our friend Steve, who Steven, <laughs> Steven, if you are listening, uh, Steven, I miss you. Steven uh, was also known to us as shirtless black man. Not to be a racial thing. He actually told us we could call him that because that's how everybody knew him because he never wore a shirt. I've it, never I've literally and I'm not exaggerating at all. I've never seen him wear a shirt ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. He he himself is is a character that we could probably go on a oh, thousand, yeah. thousand stories about, but it was it was just a great time. And uh it's it's just i don't know it's came a long way since then like i feel like i met you like it, it doesn't seem like it was you know what is it, like three four years at this point we've known no. each we've known each other since the we like became really aware of each other in the uh spring semester of 2000 
14. Yeah, it sounds about right. So that's 20. three and a half years. I, I'm yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Happened. Three and a half years. 2014, <laughs> it's what, 2017 now? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, three and a half years-ish. That's just a basic life that's right. that I can't. Yeah, but no, it's just it's crazy how the time flies and then how everybody just kind of <laughs> like everybody's connected in some weird way. I Everyone, mean, granted, we went to a small school. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. So everybody kind of just knew everybody. Um, but since we're on, uh, this isn't a related topic at all. But since it's yeah, right around Christmas, it's right it's around Christmas podcast. time. Yesterday, I know you heard DMX dropped his new Christmas song. Possibly, I mean, I I I I made a joke about it earlier, but I've only realized now that I'm not kidding. No one has any reason to be sad anymore. What? But, Go on. Why? Well, because DMX released his cover of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and it is—it's incredible. It's—it's it's the best holiday song ever, and I—I <laughs> will—I will fisticuffs anyone who says differently. If if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I'll—I'll I'll try to put a link up with the the podcast uh. because for legal reasons. Where you can't put it in the podcast because yeah. it's copyrighted. I I think it's copyright. I don't know. I, it came out yesterday. For all knows? I know, it's not. But I don't. I don't know. I don't want to be the guy that's DMX knocking on his door. <laughs> I I choose to believe that DMX just doesn't believe in copyright. Sure, he just comes right. to your door if he he feels you're pirating and starts barking at you. I mean, wouldn't yeah? That's exactly that's exactly, that's exactly what, what I, I imagine. It's exactly what I would expect. Um, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> Seriously, go out, listen to it. It's it's well worth it. It's 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 well worth the listen. Um, Blast it as you leave diners. As I, so, I was listening to it on the way to work because after you told me about this yesterday, mm-hmm. I just became like infatuated with this song. So I turned it on on my radio on the way to work this morning. I did not realize how much bass was in this song until oh, my doors yeah. were rattling. I don't have the bass turned up in my car at all, and you just hear it go. That's <laughs> that's any DMX song. I mean, that's like that generation of hip hop. But yeah, that thing, that stuff cranks. Um, speaking of which, it is the holiday season. Uh, it's the holiday season. It is the holiday season. So whoop de doo and hippity hop and all that cup. Uh, so, what is your favorite Christmas song this time of year? My favorite, well, I mean, besides the DMX Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, besides the DMX Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, um, my favorite Christmas song is CeeLo Green's cover of "What Christmas Means to Me" because it's I hate Christmas songs that are overplayed. I hate songs that are overplayed, but Christmas songs that are overplayed are so much worse. Like uh, Paul McCartney's "Wonderful Christmas I, Time." That that song causes me to physically lose years off of my life. When <laughs> every every it. time you hear it, every time I hear just... it, it's just like, oh well, there go the great great grandkids, uh, losing a lot of the grandkids now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like it. Uh, I like what Christmas means to me because it's it's a Stevie Wonder song originally, and it's super upbeat and super fun and has a really cool bass line and if you play it there's a lot like some people probably have never heard it so it's always a fresh experience to hear it yeah yeah no yeah definitely because even i i mean i'm sure i've heard it before but like it probably in my head it's not clicking like what it sounds yeah. like um but going back to the the paul mccartney song you know it's oh, a shame God. because i've seen him live and he is like a terrific performer and right. everything it's just it, it sucks that his name is now associated with with this song that you hear all the time and you just want to bang your head against the it, wall or drive in oncoming right, traffic. Right, right. No, and it's, and it's the kind of song where when people say that they like it, I always 
you know, that to me is always proof of Stockholm syndrome. It's like if you listen, if you're in, if you're exposed to something horrible enough that often, you just come to love it because it's like it just is part of your life now. And it's you, I, I, I have a friend from home who frequently says it's one of his favorite Christmas songs. And I I, I don't know. The therapist, I guess, just isn't working out. I have to say, though, um, I think one of my favorite Christmas tunes is um, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra version of O Come Will You Faithful. Yes. I love that yes. song. Like, I could listen to it on a loop for hours. Yes. Have you ever heard the Dio version of O Come Will oh, You Faithful? Oh, I feel like that's what's going to be listened to after we're done with this. <laughs> because I lo- oh, wait, I have heard it. Yes. I have. I've also heard, I think Twisted Sister did a version yes, of it, too. Did. I remember hearing that one. They yeah. did a whole Christmas album, if yeah. I remember correctly, and, and I remember that I remember that very well because the music video is on VH1 Classic all the time, and the music video literally just involved like this kind, like this guy who is clearly supposed to be unattractive and like overweight with like a smoking hot wife, and all of a sudden Twister's, Twisted Sister shows up, and she like starts taking off her blouse and like going crazy in true you know yeah. twisted sister fashion yeah, yeah because what turns women on more than 50 year old men wearing six inches of makeup there is nothing like a uh, handsome d snyder standing there and just like, <laughs> yeah you know. with his with his doll makeup and his giant mole <laughs> if d snyder ever hears this i love you that's right d snyder is a a god but you know who's actually a god dio yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his name he's, is literally god. his name is literally god well that's great um you know, Ben and I also play music together. Um, look for our album that won't be dropping anytime soon um, <laughs> by the Suckfuck Tones, the as suck our band named, as our band name is called. Although I actually not to not to like create my own segue. Oh, this ought to be great. But uh, we were we were jokingly throwing around Im- names for my uh, improv class, improv troupe last night. And my standout favorites, because I think you'll get a kick out of some of these. My standout favorites were Otters from Space. Otters. I love Otters. Otters, Go on. Otters from Space. And then the one right down the line from that person was Space Otters. Um, Space Otterty. I mean, and then my absolute favorite of the night was Wednesday at 7, which is when we have class. (laughs) Uh, Of course. I'm a sucker for simplicity, I guess. Oh, right. So since you you started talking about the improv class... um, you have been taking an improv class. Yes. This is like not that you haven't done improv before, but this is the first like formal class you've sat well not sat down, but you've done. Yeah. I did workshops with a friend in college who is a semi professional or I guess a professional improver, I guess. He's been paid to do it, so Okay. Um but yeah, this is the first actual class I've ever sat down and like been taught the rules and all that. Oh well, that's cool. So your final's coming up on the seventeenth, right? Yes. Where? Uh, at the Fit Comedy Theater in Philadelphia, and, Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, you know what what time that's going to be. Uh, that's going to be at eleven thirty a.m., not p.m. Because eleven thirty a.m. is definitely when I'm thinking improv. Oh yeah, that's Absolutely. what I. I can't tell you how many times after I have my morning coffee, where it's just like, man, I want to stand in front of a group of forty five strangers and make an ass of myself. So that's right. So if if you're listening, and you want to go see some quality improv from the Theater One class. Ben will be there. Uh, December seventeenth, December seventeenth, Fit Comedy Theater in Philadelphia, New Jersey. <laughs> not Philadelphia, New Jersey. Philadelphia is indeed in Pennsylvania. Yes, it is. And it's the Fit Comedy Theater in Philadelphia, yes. Pennsylvania, at eleven thirty a.m. on the seventeenth. Yes, perfect. Ben, I want to thank you for stopping by. No problem. You'll probably end up being my co-host after this because I get tired that's, of talking to man, myself. That is a heavy responsibility. That is a heavy responsibility because you know my head goes all over the place. 
Yeah. And you've seen how sporadic my mind can be yeah. at times. Oh, yeah. So wrangling all that in. We're literally picking his brains off of my ceiling right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's, it's horrifying. Um, but uh, that'll conclude today's episode. Uh, again, look out for the uh, website. It'll be coming out soon. I'll probably announce that in the uh, next podcast. And uh, next week, probably we'll have Ben back on. Not sure what we're going to talk about because we literally came up with this right before we started. Um Anyway, uh, have a good rest of your week, everybody. Try not to do anything too stupid.